Hello and welcome to the August 22nd, 2021 edition of the Little Zion Baptist Church podcast. Today's message is entitled Test of Obedience. Today's scriptural references will come from James chapter 1. And now, Pastor Robert Medley on the Little Zion Baptist Church podcast. Test of Obedience. How many of you like tests? And I'm not talking about in school, but you know, sometimes we have tests in life. And I don't say that in a negative way. I'm just saying we have that test. But isn't it great to know the Lord? And when we go through that test or having that test, He's there. He takes care of that very need at that very moment. And in the Bible, in fact, I got a new Bible, praise the Lord, and it's a a school field and and it's study three. As I turned to these scriptures this week and was reading them and and, and looking at them, uh, it had a a heading in James, the first chapter, and the 22nd verse, and it says, the test of obedience. And we're going to talk about that just this morning, and I'm not saying that you're not obedient. I'm not saying that, uh, that maybe you need this, but I'm just saying to refresh our memory this morning, sometimes we are tested uh, in the life. Uh, there's a saying that has been going on for quite some time in, in, in the world. It says, do your own thing. And I kind of, kind of want to differ from that a little bit. Uh, sometimes I could get you in trouble doing your own thing, you know. And, but that's seemingly what the world looks at today. Just do your own thing. But I must remember that Jesus Christ is in charge. Jesus, our Father, which is in heaven, is in charge. So we might not ought to hang on to that do your own thing. We might ought to remember where our help cometh from. And I think everybody does today. I think all Christians. But that seems to be the trend of the world today. If you're happy in what you're doing, it just keep doing it. You know, friends, but serving God, if I'm happy in what I'm doing and serving God, keep doing it, praise God. Let him continue to bless. Uh, But friends, let us look at the scripture this morning as we see this and maybe, and I really felt like maybe the church uh, here today might not have really needed this message this morning because I think we fall into this category where it says um, uh, the test of obedience or you could say it uh, uh, be doers and not listeners only. You know, we're going to look at that 22nd verse there in James. Uh, we've been, we're going to talk about that for just a little bit, see what the Word says about that. Because being a doer is when God has asked us to do something and being a doer, and how do we know what we're doing? It's following the love, following the, the footsteps of Jesus Christ, leading us to what we're doing and supposed to do. It's not hard for a Christian life. There is struggles, yes, but it's not hard when we're a Christian and we're following God to the best of our ability. And some of us, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of shallow-minded. It may take a little longer, but we're trying to follow in the best of our ability to follow Him. So it seems to us, seems to me, that being a doer and not a listener only, and that could fall under many things in the world today. And I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, listen, I can, I can listen to you and I can listen to instructions. I can listen to them. But if I don't do what the instructions tells me to do, I'm not going to be as successful in what I'm trying to do. When I'm trying to do something and, and there is something there that tells me, especially if it's something that I haven't done. I've been a Christian for several years, so I have done that. But I still got to be a doer and not a listener 
listener only or not a hearer only. I've got to do what God lays upon our heart. And I think everybody in the church realizes that today. And as I said, I want you to go home feeling like uh, you know that everything's okay. I'm not here to down your spirits this morning because I, I don't want you to think that I think that you're not a, a doer because we are. We're doing what God wants us to do. We're in the center of his will, in the center of his life. And we go through struggles. I was, I, there's two or three of you this morning that has mentioned to me how great God has been to you just this week. God has touched you. God has touched you. Believe this, or I started to say believe it or not, you're all Christian. But, but the Lord has touched your pastor this week. Just through a note, just through a note, God has touched uh, uh, the wife and I. We thought, you know what, we, we didn't think, we didn't think we were struggling. We didn't think that the world was caving in on us. But there comes a time in life that something needs to help us just to give us that little boost and help us out. And it happened at the, at the time that it was needed. No, I wasn't going to go out here in the world and do something terrible. I wasn't going to leave my wife. She might not think that's terrible. I wasn't going to leave my wife. I wasn't going to do all of that. It's just something. And, and, and sometimes we put that in the category of stress. And that is true. How truthful that is today. Friends, we go into stress. And I'm thankful tonight that we're going to be able to fellowship with our, and we do every service, but to fellowship with our school people, with our children, with those that are in school. And again, it's not just for those. Everybody come out and let us, let us just have a fellowship and worship and showing our encouragement to one another, which we do in church. But this is going to be just a little different. It's going to be in the pavilion but come and be with us. Why? We want to be doers and helping those that need help today. You say our church needs help? Friends, let me tell you something. We're living in a time that we need help every hour of every day. Every moment. You're trying to scare me, Pastor. No, I'm just trying to tell you what the world is like. And I'm not an Einstein. But I'm telling you, friends, this was a wicked place we live in. But we have one another. Isn't it great that we have one another that we can depend upon? There's not a person in this building, and even our visitors this morning visiting with them, glad they're here. We're here to help and to support one another. You may have the very words that someone needs, and it may just be, how are you? And it may just be, good morning. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Let's read the verse of Scripture here. In James, the first chapter, it says in this 22nd verse, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Stopping there for a moment. Be ye doers and not hearers alone. <laughs> With all the love, I can hear you telling me I love you and meaning that from your heart in a Christian way. But the showing that you do care is being a doer and I'm a hearer. You know what I'm saying? We loving one another, loving and having that care that we need, being, listening, praise God, listening. My wife has accused me and so many of, of you men or you ladies probably have been down that road the same time uh, or the same situation. Uh, I, she'll tell me, I don't believe you're hearing everything that I'm saying. 
<laughs> I still love her. Or she may say, you have selective hearing. And somebody told me selective hearing is just hearing what you want to. So I guess that's selective. I don't know. <laughs> and then when it really is bad is whenever I say something, did you know? You know where I'm going now. Did you know? Yes, I have told you that just the other day. You didn't hear me. Well, maybe rightly so. But you know what? I went ahead and done what she said because I was a doer after I heard what she had said. You know what I mean? It said, for, <clears throat> for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding a natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what matter of man he was. We must be, I must be, a doer of what Christ has asked me to do. Isn't it great? Isn't it, isn't it a great feeling just to be able to help someone? Isn't it a great feeling to be able to pray for someone? Not because it's a, you know, that they're in sickness, but isn't it great to be able to know that we can call upon God and be a doer because it says, ask and you shall receive, and we're asking for help for those people, and that is a doer. We have listened to the Word of God, and the Word of God says, have that compassion, have that need, have that love, and whatever we need to help them. As I was preaching, I believe it was last Sunday morning or night, I can't remember the, the sermon. I didn't mark it in, 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 well, I did in that other Bible. But it said to have the compassion. That is a doer. What about the Good Samaritan that walked down after the message that I preached, walking down the street to the priest and the Levite, left him to lie. But there come that Good Samaritan by. He had compassion. And I believe that he had the doing part, not only the listening, the doing part, not only the hearing. He took it upon himself to take this poor, beaten man that was left lying for dead, taking him in and giving, him the, giving the people the authority to take care of him and he would pay the bill, so to speak. He had compassion. Being a doer for Jesus Christ, you and I have the compassion one, two, and for another. We have that compassion, praise God. Aren't you glad of that, church? Today, we have that compassion. We pray for prayer in life. And we didn't even know, we don't even know sometimes what the actual need is in that prayer. But we have compassion for that prayer request and give God the praise and glory. If you're in a bad situation, as that song said, just praise his name. Just lift your hands up. Give him a praise. Give him a glorified smile. Praise God. Isn't it great? But whosoever looketh in the perfect, perfect law, law of liberty and continueth therein, he began not as forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This man shall be blessed in his way. When we know to do what God has laid upon our heart to do, when we know to help those that are in need, isn't it a great feeling? Isn't it a great, isn't it a great honor 
to know, not that we have to be patted on the back, not that we have to receive a thank you card, and, and that's okay, and that's great, but, but isn't it great just to have that feeling, to know that we listen to what God's Word tells us. He'll tell us many, many things. There's many things in that Bible that I don't know, but I'm hoping that when He gives me the, the, the thought of that, I can understand it. I can live. I can go. I can, I can motivate. The situation of the world today seems to go back to that statement I said, do your own thing, do your own thing. Friends, let me tell you, it's called doing your own thing has caused many, many heartaches to many, many people. You don't only hurt yourself. There is other people that is involved when that happens. Other people that is you hurt, praise God. I was telling you, I was still studying sometime on a, on a message, self-inflicted. But friends, let me tell you something. When we, when we get out, when I, let me put me in the, in the driver's seat, so to speak. When I get out of the will of God, am not a doer of what God has asked me to do. I am walking on, if the old saying is, thin ice. I am walking in, in, in something that I need a touch from God to be that doer, to want to help those people that are in need. You and I have got people around us in the community that are lost and need God. It's mine and your part to help. You're saying, I'm not going to knock on doors. I said, that's not what I'm asking you to do. If God asks you to do it, you might ought to consider it. You might ought to do it. But what I'm saying is, it's mine and your place to be that doer and show a love. There's more to doing stuff than actually, actually going and doing something. Doing something is calling their name out, being a doer, loving them, showing you care, showing that God cares for him. Isn't it great to see someone that has been not to see them down, but when they are down in, in life and you tell them, God loves you. Isn't that great? God cares. Sure he does. God loves you. He cares. It takes me a little longer sometimes in life to, I can hear something and uh, I forget it, you know, about just things. And I used to be, I could remember names. Uh, this had nothing to do with age, I guess, maybe, huh? Uh, but I can remember names, but now I have a little trouble with that. But you know what? I can still be a doer regardless. Uh, you know, Lord, Lord lays something upon my heart to do, to pray, to phone call. Uh, I, 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 I had, to, had a little situation just last evening, and I finished it off this morning, slept on it from about 1.30 on when I slept, you know. Uh, my, my brother uh, that we've been praying for, and he, he, he's kind of, they've come down to the point in life that, that uh, they've had to move into, uh, is it extended care? Is that what they call it? Assistant living. Okay, he's not in a nursing home or they're not in a nursing home. But they're no longer able really to, to, to maintain what they have. So he, he was, and the last time I talked with him, he was just getting out of the hospital, being released. In fact, he, had, he wanted me to hurry and hush so he could take him in the wheelchair and take him home. But that was the last time I called. And, he, and so yesterday evening, he gave me a phone call, and I was busy, and, and, didn't, and, and didn't, I wasn't a doer, and, and busy, and, and, and he left me a message. Kind of unpleasant message. I thought I'd call and check on you since you don't care and don't to check on me. I think he's saved. I really do. I think he knows the Lord. 
But for a moment, <coughs> I thought, man, how am I going to handle this? So I didn't handle it <laughs> till this morning, you know. So I let him sleep on it, and I slept on it. Brother Chris, I had my message all prepared to tell him what I was going to tell him. I mean, I really rehearsed this. He's older than I am, but I really rehearsed this message. I really, Marsha, I had it down pat, what I was going to say. But I was saying, Lord, give me love. <laughs> give me peace. <laughs> Let me not say the wrong words, you know. I had all this down. didn't have it written down, and I see, that's good, because I just told you I forget a lot of things. I called him. Man, I dreaded to make that call. He's older than I am, and your older siblings knows more. Not much, you know, but knows more. So the message I got that said, and this had no, I didn't have this in the message till this morning, <laughs> and the, the message I, I got was, I'm checking on you since you don't check on me, knowing that he had a light stroke. So I, had, I thought, man, how, when he answers the phone, how am I going to say, how are you? Because he just got through telling me that I didn't check on him, you know. And this is going to play right into his hands whenever he says, since you don't check on me. So the first thing, if I would say, how are you? Yes, sir, popped in the old head right here. They moved in this expensive living. No, what would you say? Assistant. Assistant living. There is a little difference there, aren't they? Assistant living. Since he moved into that, and his, they've got one son, and he lives in California, and they come, and they, they've cleaned out their house and all this stuff and throwed stuff away, and they wasn't allowed to be there, and they just throwed it away, so they don't know what they had or anything about that. So I, instead of saying, well, how are you this morning? You're going to be proud of me. I said, are you all settled in your new home? Well, Yeah. He said, let my wife talk to you. And I thought, oh. So she gets on the phone and I says, and what's for breakfast? That was question two. That broke the ice. Isn't God got a way about him doing it? I'm not perfect, but isn't he got a way of doing things? That broke the ice. And it went on and we talked and we talked and they thought the kids throwed away some of their stuff and they don't know what they've got. And I said, that's good. You didn't need it anyway if you don't know what it is and didn't have it. But anyway, so he finally, we finally got to the part, how are you? But he asked me first before I asked him, you know. I said, oh, I'm doing great, doing great. We're not in the hospital. We don't have any broken bones. We're doing good. How are you? At that time, I could see his, they must have two or three phones because they were both trying to talk. You ever try to talk to two people at the same time? But they were both trying to talk. And, and, and she is, uh, and so it went from there. And his voice had changed from what I had heard on, the, on, the, on my phone last night. I'm thinking about having that part of my phone shut off. I don't need to hear them kind of, but his voice had changed. I'm not giving myself the credit. I'm not going there. I'm going there because God can handle situations in life as far beyond you and I can handle, and he knows exactly what we need and at the exact time we need them in. I might not have put the words in, that, in, in, the proper, in the proper order, and I certainly probably didn't use the right English on some of them, but I do know 
that it changed his attitude from what was on the phone last night. It never did. He never did say, why haven't you called? But praise God, that second cup of coffee tasted a lot better this morning after I made that phone call. You know what? God's in control. God is good all the time. Talking about trust and obedience. And I don't want any of you to leave here this morning thinking that I'm against doctors or medicine or any of that point. I'm not. But we go to the doctor because we are sick. We go to the doctor because of different things. Okay, he's going to examine you. Brother Wayne said he went the other day to the doctor and the doctor said, what are you here for? I don't know. <laughs> just come see how you're doing. I think it's better off just send him a check and stay at the house. But anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Where was I at? You go to the doctor and he examines you. They examine you. And they go, do And you got trust in them doctors. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I really believe that. I, I have got stance that doctors have put in. I've got, but there's nothing wrong with that. But you go there and you put your trust in that doctor. Because you're sick. You need some help. Put that in there. So his evaluation, well, that's a good word. His evaluation of your sickness. He says, I believe you've got blah, 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 you know, whatever. I believe you've got that. So here, I'm going to prescribe you some medicine to take. Now, just a minute. Don't leave me because I said we're trusting and obedient. But, but we're trusting, no, test of obedience. But we're trusting in God or in the doctor because he told us that. So he says, go down to your local pharmacy, get your medicine filled, and take this as prescribed. Okay, if you didn't trust him, her, whatever, and you said, hi, I ain't going down there. I don't need that medicine. And if you don't take it, that's up to you. I think I'm taking too much. I'm going to try to start selling mine out on the street. Would it be very much? No, I'm not. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. But if we didn't take that trust and we didn't test that obedience, probably he knew, she knew that the need of that medication that you were going to take was going to help you in your situation of your illness at that time. If you did not, if you refused to take that, that's your choice. Do your own thing. That's your choice. You can take that or you can leave it. But why did you go? And friends, today there's people that wants just enough, and I'm saying this with an open heart, with a loving heart, wants just enough of the word to be dangerous. They want just enough to claim that they got victory and, 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 and love me from all of your heart. But friends, it's more than that. If there's a spirit that dwells with inside of you that gives you that opportunity to give forgiveness of everything in your life, of all the wrongdoings, and give you that peace and that happiness and then he puts you on the road of being a doer. Praise God. Brother Chris has come up with something here in church. I believe it's on the fifth Sunday or the last Sunday of the month where our children do the offering and he's got a, a jar or jug and they he got a children's bulletin and they fill out things and that's great. Why do you want to say that, Pastor? I started to say I'm amazed, but I'm not. I shouldn't be. Because when he pulls that out, he reads what they have written. And that tells me that they're hearing the Word of God. 
They're believing in what the Bible says. Not necessarily my thoughts and my opinions, but what the Word says penetrates their hearts. Friends, we talk about our young people today, and they've got peer pressure in school, and they've got, they've got all, these, uh, all these devilish things out there to, to corrupt their mind. But still, they've got, a, they've got a core of knowing the love of Jesus Christ and giving Him the praise and glory for what they have learned. Praise God. I asked Sister Amanda, how many kids you got, four? Well, I guess Scott does too. I said this morning when, I want to call him E, come running through there. I said before I said to her, I said to myself, self, he can't be in school. And I said, is all your kids in school this year? She said, yeah. But God has blessed that family. God has blessed your family. God has blessed all of our families. We look at our family, we look at uh, Heather, and uh, we just don't want to call out names. We may forget Heather and, and, and Ricky. Uh, they brought their children. Their children has been brought up in the atmosphere of loving the Lord and Jesus Christ. Our children here, and we're going to see that tonight as we gather, our children has been brought up in the atmosphere of knowing the love of Jesus Christ and knowing the love of a mom and dad. It is true. But we look. Let's look at another word. If we're just, as we're talking about doers and not hearers only. But what about the word advice? Advice. <laughs> well, there are some people that's got a doctor's degree on that. I'm not talking about you, but there are some people. And, <laughs> and bless her heart, and I feel good about that. But that sister-in-law I talked to this morning, she's got a double doctor degree on advice. Man, I mean, she can whoop it out to you just like that, you know. And some of it's good, you know. And Oh, I guess in her mind, all of it's good, you know. But in my mind, it, it didn't set to, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know, one like, don't tell her I said that. Cause, uh, but, but anyway. But there's people, and there's good advice. Don't get me wrong, but there's good advice. Why do we go to other Christian people? Why do we go and ask help for prayer? Why do we go and ask God to just to move in our life? We wanted someone to help us to be able to carry this burden and this heartache that we're going through, and we're seeing Jesus upon the move. We want to be that here, and we want to hear uh, from those people that are doing what God's will is. We can pray sometimes, and we feel like, and you say, Pastor, I don't need this message this morning. Pray. God give you the blessing. But I'm saying being a doer is doing what God has laid upon our heart to do and give us that opportunity to be able to help those that are in a need and time of need. When they have that need, who's there to help? Jesus Christ. He may send us. We may be the figure that we go and see and pray with. Or we may be on the other end of the phone that they're crying their heart out unto us and we can be a doer and you don't have to say wait 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 a minute I'm going to be a doer no we take that and that, that that hits us in our heart that hits us in a place where only God has melted us and as he's melting us he's melting them on the other end there's always two of these when one starts here when God's in the scene it's it's not a it's not a it's not a uh, uh, coincidence it's a real thing and serving God, let me tell you something, he's real. God is good and he's gonna take care of every need. I said need. We may have some wants, but need. 
Well, last night I was glad, and I shared this with some, I was glad that he took care of my need. We was trying to get out of the city of St. Louis, and I don't care for St. Louis anyhow. Praise God. I hope he don't call me there to be a pastor. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, the Lord didn't show me that. <laughs> but it, we'd go down these streets, and they were closed. I've got to get on I-44. I've got to go home. It's 1030. I've got to get out of here. You can't go down through here. Okay, where do I go? Go around, you pull around another way. Market Street, I don't know if you're familiar with Market Street, but it was all closed down. And that's the only way I can get out of the ballpark to get home. And so I thought, well, I'll just have to stay till daylight because I can't see how to get out of here. It's closed. Well, my son was driving. Thank God for my son. But don't bless him for his attitude. We pulled up behind this in a short story but be a doer. And I was trying to be that doer as being dad sitting over there, you know. And the only way I know St. Louis is I can spell it, but that's about it, you know. Market Street goes to where I want to go and Hampton Street goes up to the zoo. And we got a lot of friends up to the zoo, you know, monkeys and stuff like that. <coughs> we get off of that. But we came down through there and there was a car that just pulled through the same trooper, city cop. There is a difference. He moves the barricade and lets him park. Oh, great. We're going to get out of here. He pulls up there and he said, the road's closed. Mm. He said, you let that guy through. He said, I said, the road's closed. I heard the back door click. Here's our going to be daughter-in-law. I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to have to do a little more research just because of this incident. <clears throat> I heard it click, but praise God, it was locked and she couldn't get out. She lives in St. Louis. She said, let me talk to him. I said, keep your window up. <clears throat> and my son said, you let him go through. I said, the road was closed. He's going to his motel. He said, I'm going to that motel too. He said, I said, the road was closed. I said, son, turn around. And I didn't think he was hearing me. I said, son, turn around. And finally, the third time, third's a charm, he turned around. So we'll go another street. We'll go down this street and it was barricaded. But there was no law, they're telling me that you couldn't turn around. I mean, that you couldn't go through. So this St. Louis lady that he's going to marry, anybody here from St. Louis? She said, let me out. I thought, well, here we go. She got out. She's about this tall. And she goes over to them barricades and they're, they're, they're not concrete. She just takes one and just shoves it back. She takes the other one and shoves it back. Get in here, let's leave. And I drove probably from here to the sawmill, and that blue light special came on. Red lights, blue lights. I didn't stop, he was meeting me. He wanted me to stop, praise God. I stopped, and he said, What are you doing? I said, I'm trying to get out of here. He said, What's the problem? I said, No problem. He said, where are you going? I said, I want to go to I-44, but I'm so turned around. I don't have a clue where it's at. And this was after we let the boy out. He said, uh, go right up here to the top of the hill, I think he said, anyway, but turn on Jefferson Street. Well, you just as well told me to go to San Diego because I didn't have a clue where Jefferson Street. I can read real good, and I've got a navigator that reads real good. 
But he said it'll be barcaded when you get there. Well, duh. I just come through two or three of them. How am I going to get through that? He said, tell them I said. And I don't know who I is. I didn't ask him. He's a big birdie guy. Yeah. He said, tell them I said to let you through. And you go down and you stay on that street till you come to I-44. And I don't know if Jefferson comes off. But anyway, go down Jefferson. Does it, Donna? You lived in St. Louis, didn't you? I thought you kind of acted like it. <clears throat> but anyway, I got up there and sure enough, it was blocked. And this man come out of there. Oh, nice. Oh, he was a nice man. He come up to me and he said, I hope your day is going better than mine. And I said, I do too. I really do. He said, what can I do for you? I said, I'm, I'm going out of here. I said, I live in, I live in uh, Mountain View, or Summersville or Mountain View, Missouri, and I want out of here. I don't know where I'm at. What are you looking for? Highway 44. He said, I'm going to move that for you. No, he was the one that said go up on top of the hill. And when I got up there, it was barricaded. Oh, there was this lady there. Yeah, she would make a cop. And she just looked at me. And when she did, she began to pull the barricade back. It was a little one. And I said, I'm looking for 44. Keep straight. Son, when I reached 44 Highway, we had a hallelujah breakdown. I said, thank you, Lord. But they were doers. They were doing me a favor <laughs> to get out of that city. What does that have to do with the message? But friends, sometimes we don't know the situations in life that we're going to encounter. And, and this wasn't a big encounter. I didn't lose my soul. I didn't, I didn't think about giving up the church or anything like that just because I got stopped. But what I'm saying is when we are doers and doing what God has asked us to do, the hearers will come and ask us to be able to help them and so that they can be doers in time come whenever God saves their soul. How do you become a doer? By the Word of God. Some of you may re well remember whenever the Lord saved your soul. You may well remember the outfit you was wearing or the clothing. I don't know if that's a good word, the outfit. And there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. And that's a great memory. But whenever Satan turns you loose, and Christ came in. What a wonderful, wonderful feeling you had. From that moment on, you began to search, to read, to live the best of your ability. You didn't come up with that thing, do your own thing, and you say, Pastor, I do that. That's fine. You keep doing it if that's all you want to do. But I feel when we're doing our own thing, we've got to be doing it through Jesus Christ who helps us, who gives us that opportunity. As a phone call I made this morning, I didn't know what I was going to, yeah, I did. I told you that I had it all figured out, what I was going to say. But I didn't tell you, when I started to dial, <laughs> on these new phones, you just hit a button and it starts dialing. You don't have much time to think by the time you hit that button until it's already dialed, you know. Lord, help me. That's kind of like what Peter said when he was walking across the water when he began to sink because he took his eyes off of God, off of Jesus, and he began to sink. And he said, Lord, help me. Save me. I forgot just how it reads there. I can see him reaching out his hand to save him. And he lifted it up. I preached a message on that one time, and someone reminded me or, or, or encouraged, said to me, which was a great help, and I put it in my notes. Uh, not only did he help him, he brought him to the boat. He just didn't lift him up. I believe he carried him all the way there, set his feet inside. 
But I said, Lord, help me. And you know, whenever he got on the phone, I could tell things wasn't going, things was going south maybe just for a little bit. I, I know he feels bad. I'm not going back into that story. But I'm thankful today, and I'm not a macho person, and I'm not got wings on my back, but I do know one thing. God will be on the scene in the time that we need him, and whenever he is on the scene, if we do what we've asked to do, maybe this is why I needed this message this morning, be a doer, not a hearer only. I heard what he said. I wanted to be a doer. <laughs> Try to help him out there just a little bit. His last request was, come and see me. I've never been to an expensive living. Assistant living. <laughs> okay. Assistant living. And I guess I could go. But I wanted to have the compassion for my brother today. Whenever I called him. I wanted to forget about the message that he had left me. I wanted to forget about what am I going to say. I just wanted to let God do the work. Before he hung up. Him and his wife were both blabbing, you know, we're talking. There is a difference in blab and talk. They said, are you going to church? And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, being the person I am, I said, you knew I was a pastor there, didn't you? Of course they knew that. But they said, we'd like to be there with you this morning. You've blessed us just by calling. And here I had it all wrong. I had it wrong that I was a listener to what came over that phone right here to an attitude that was not godly. You mean that, Pastor? Well, I kind of let a little fuzz get up under my shirt tail just a little bit. Thinking. But God took care of it. God took care of it. Friends, if you're here today and you think that God doesn't care, and I know that we're all Christian people. I know that. Or hopefully, if you're not, this is a time to find Lord as your Savior. But I know a man. There's a song that we used to sing sometime. I know a man who can. He can heal. He can save. He can mend broken hearts. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope that you received a blessing from today's message. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, we encourage you to. We are available on most uh, podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. If you cannot find us on your platform, please email us and we'll try to add it. Our email address is littlezionTrask at gmail.com. That's littlezionTrask at gmail.com We hope that you join us next time and until then we hope that you have a blessed week.